listening to the Wildlifers Podcast. Brought to you by Bill Fick Ford. That's no bull. Mellon Creek Outfitters. Raising standards, not fences. Huntonly.com, your source for hunting information. And by Falling Feathers Game Calls, the best calls for the serious sportsman. Welcome to Living the Wildlife Podcast, brought to you by the Wildlifers. We're here today with all of the mainstays of Mellon Creek Outfitters guys. We have Dustin Mueller, Hagen Watkins, and Dakota Dillard, and I am Dan Brayman. Uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming turkey season that begins here in a week or ten days, how excited we are about it. We're getting ready to launch into the full-scale scouting mode here where every morning and every evening we'll be out listening for birds and roosting birds and getting ready for the clients that are coming. I know everybody's excited, probably Dustin and Hagen more than Dakota. He's just getting going in his turkey hunts. But um, I know that Dustin's kind of jumped the gun and has already started looking for birds haven't you yeah man i've been i've been out um you know going late morning um i haven't really been getting up real early yet to go listen just because you know things are going to change in two weeks um i'll probably that week right before our clients get here man i'll be up there every day well before daylight listening and and staying out till 10 o'clock watching you know and, and trying to scout and figure out where the birds are and what they're feeding on and I tell you what's what's changed a little bit this year, and, and it's for the better, is all the burns that we did. I think that all those burns that did so good, we burned so much country, and it burned better than it has in a while. And I think that allows those birds to, you know, be out in the middle of some pastures that usually are so growed up that they feel safe in there. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. I uh, I know Hagen and I had this idea in there behind the Bluemont windmill where there's always that roost of birds, you know, year after year. We were going to go in there and, and burn just a little area so the birds could, you know, have a better <coughs> better visibility. And we thought that we, you know, we'll be able to call them right in here. Well, we kind of got a little carried away, and our little burn turned into half the Bluemont pasture. <laughs> so they could be they could be pretty much anywhere uh, they want to be in there now. But uh, The good thing is you can see them from one end to the other now, though. They'd yeah, like to be that close. Yeah. Heck, yeah. But, man, <coughs> it's uh, – it's kind of cool here at the Mellon because I, I feel like that it's about as good a Rio hunting as as there is uh, based on a lot of different reasons. One of them is that we're truly blessed to have this property to hunt, but the other is the management. You know, when you're talking about 110,000 acres of, of land and we're only taking a minimal amount of birds on it, it always can almost certainly guarantee um, a, a remarkable hunt for everybody. And it seems like that everywhere else we hunt turkeys you know you find roost in different places all over and here it's it's like um you know every year all of us have basically the same roost that we hunt and then we find like some satellite gobblers is what i like to call them that aren't necessarily in those big roosts and those are the birds that seem to be my favorite to hunt absolutely you know it's there's a lot of country here and and that's what makes this hunt special is when we go hunt other places, you know, me and me and Dan go all over the 
the nation hunting and we, we usually hunt small farms and you know you hear the stories from our clients that come here that hunt in other places and they say you know once they set up on a roost that morning and it, and it doesn't work you know say they you know the birds go the other way their hunt's done for the day here if that happens and we get up and move and, and keep looking and we find more birds to go hunt you know fresh birds that haven't been hunted oh, yeah. and, and that's what makes it special you know we have a lot of land we have a lot of birds we don't over hunt it and you know i think that's why our success rate is so high and, and that's why our repeat clients are so high yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's just you know these clients have become more friends than they are clients to us i know last year speaking on, on what you just said dustin um the very first day Dakota rode with me last year, um, we didn't do any good on the roost. And I glassed up a bird down a road in the blue mott and, you know, got in, got ourselves in position. And I called him right back out of the brush. And uh, that was the first one Dakota had seen called in. And the client missed him at like 15 yards. <laughs> yep. and yeah, and, and Dakota was like, what just happened, you know? And I was like, well. You know, my favorite part's over. I called him up and he gobbled, so I don't really care if he missed him. In fact, I'm kind of glad he did because now I get to go do it again. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes it fun. The worst part about turkey hunting is after you kill him, then you're done for the day. Yeah, so that that just truly sucks. I, I don't like that at all. Because, uh, yeah, you know, I, turkey hunting is my thing, you know. I That's what I love to do. And, man, once we're successful, it's over. It kind of makes you sour. I just wish they'd miss all of them. There's nothing better than you get them in there close and you can feel them drumming. I mean, that's when you really know it's getting exciting. That's uh, that's yeah, the best part. Yeah, I, you know, cool so many people, and I'm as guilty of it as anybody. You know, back in the day when I was younger, I wasn't going to hunt turkeys. That was beneath me. That wasn't any fun. You know, I was a big game hunter. But, man, after I saw that first one come in and gobble and get shot, that pretty much that, ruined me. That's everybody's story. Everybody, I mean, I've been there. Dustin's been there. Everyone you talk to is like, turkey hunting. <laughs> and then their story changes after they've done it oh, once. Oh, yeah. Well, Dustin just was a little different. I actually called him in a bird, and it was really easy. We just hid behind a set of cattle pens, and uh, I just called him right around the cattle pens, and he shot it. And, I mean, I think he liked it, but I don't think he was addicted. But then when he called his first one in himself, turkey bug bit him and i think he's pretty well screwed like the rest of us for uh, sure it, it was it was the difference the game changer for me was when i did start calling and i couldn't believe that i called the bird and they ran to me like like i wish i had it on video because i was i was scrambling so bad to throw stuff down behind trees and i was shooting a bow that day yeah you know i was in kansas called at these birds they're out there gobbling i can see them and they turned around and came running as fast as they could to me and i i didn't have a clue what to do you know <laughs> i was just throwing stuff behind trees and and ever since that day calling up a turkey is one of the most fun things you can do absolutely it is for me too man and and the the the, and the guys we get to hunt with here at the melon are like i say they've, they've become friends and you kind of get them to be predictable you know the one guy i take he's got you know his specialized miracle ingredient v247 perfectly balanced whatever blueprinted chokes and most of the time when he shoots i don't even think this bird's close enough you know i mean it's nothing for him to smoke one at 80 yards and i'm still thinking well heck i'm gonna bring him in closer so i usually scares the hell out of me and then the other two the husband and wife duo i've hunted now for five or six years uh they're great and heck both of those all three of those guys are going out to our properties in Colorado and New Mexico where, you know, we've got some really, really cool Merriam 
you know, true Merriam birds with the beautiful white feathers. And I know the one you got, Hagen, out there several years ago was about as pretty of a Merriam as I've ever seen. Yes, sir. That that place has, has been one of my favorite places to hunt so far. The Bell Ranch is just, man, it's incredible. The birds are beautiful. The country's perfect. There's not a lot of birds, but it doesn't get much better. Right. No, no. It's it just there's so many birds. And, it's, you know, the other place in New Mexico and in Colorado is just as good. Um the place in Colorado is actually kind of my favorite where clientele is concerned because it's so much easier to have people fly into Colorado Springs. The other ranches are great hunting ranches, don't get me wrong, but they're a little bit hard to, to you know, to get to, especially right. the one down in the south. Yes, sir. Uh, but I look forward to it every year, and I, I think that, you know, we've only been doing it now for two years, but... I think once they see it, I think that their repeat status will be the same there as it is here at Mellow Creek because the turkey hunting is equally as good there as it is anywhere else. And, you know, we're, we're putting together some stuff in Missouri as well, and uh, it shouldn't be long before we have something going on in Kansas too. So we may make the biggest turkey hunting outfitters in the entire United States before it's over. I don't know. I know one thing, though. I think Dakota, sure, he shouldn't have any trouble killing turkeys because he hasn't said one word on his podcast. (laughs) You know, you go back to to the love of turkey hunting, and for all the guys that are listening that that are, that do think that turkey hunting is beneath them, you've got to go try it before you dog it. And and the way that I experienced it, you know, I I was along with Dan calling some birds up and, and saw some birds die, and, you know, I it just wasn't it didn't click for me you know it was always easy i I always said well heck you could knock two pans together you know two frying pans we could have called that bird up and killed him because he was so responsive but once you start getting some experience turkey hunting and you do it for weeks at a time and you have a lot of birds you know a lot of experience with a lot of different birds you'll notice that some birds are easy and some birds are a pain in the butt and makes you want to go get a deer rifle out and shoot them at 200 yards because they're not, they're not, you know, responding. They're yeah. just ignoring you, and they're, they're tough. And, and then when you get that bird talked into it and you finally change his mind and he comes over and your client or you yourself, you know, takes that bird, that it's a, it's a very rewarding hunt. Because it, yeah, it really is. Some turkey hunts are easy. Some turkey hunts are not easy. Absolutely, and yeah. you got to have one of those easy ones every once in a while so that you know that that could happen. But then you really don't want it to happen like that. You want to have to work for it and, and let them come in and put on the show. And Well, I'm hoping that this year I get to redeem myself because last year after we got done with our clients, we went on our little turkey tour and – I am not proud to say that Dustin Mueller and Hagen Watkins beat me up pretty bad last year. Um, they got birds in North Carolina. They got birds in Missouri. Uh, Dustin got one in Nebraska, and I am 0 for 3 in all three of those states last year. And um, I don't much like that. But anyway, we are looking very, very forward to the upcoming turkey season, as we always do. Um, but rather than worry too much about about you know, what we can do and how good it is here. I, I like stories more than that. So I want to know what everybody's favorite turkey hunt was so far in your turkey hunting career. And I think I'm going to start with you, Dustin, because you seem to be more animated about it. Well, you know, I mean, turkey hunt is so awesome because every turkey hunt is different. You know, it's it's not like I love to deer hunt. I love to elk hunt. I love every everything to hunt that we do. But 
when you're turkey hunting, every turkey, you know, that it's always a different situation, and they respond differently. Um, but by far, my favorite turkey hunt is not even a, a turkey hunt that I even took the turkey. It was a turkey hunt that I guided, and it was last year, and I took my five-year-old son, Miles, turkey hunting. And, you know, it was really cool because we hunted two afternoons, and, and anybody that turkey hunts, they know that the afternoon hunts are a little slower. But, you know, I took him turkey hunting two afternoons, and we didn't do any good. We called up some jakes to 10 yards, and he got to watch them, and he was sitting in my lap shaking, you know, and really excited, asking me if he could shoot that jake. And, you know, and I told him, I said, hey, buddy, you know, we don't shoot jakes. So long story short we finally i pulled him out of school i told him you're not going to go to school tomorrow morning we're going to go to the turkey roost and for the first year he called it the turkey layer you know <laughs> i don't know why that got stuck in his head but we took him to the turkey roost and, and we set up i put the decoys very close he had a 20 gauge and we had a bird goblin and he was right across an opening we could see him in the tree as the as it's starting to get daylight and this bird is gobbling and gobbling and gobbling and you know, we're filming, so we can't do this too early because you got to have enough camera light to be able to see the bird. We're at legal light, and I finally, I, I called to him one time, man, and he hammered, turned in the tree, looked at us. We're looking at him at 80 yards, and, you know, Miles is sitting in my lap, and he's so excited. He can see the bird, and the bird pitches out and flies right to us. He lands 15 yards from the decoys. He comes in strutting putting on a show he's drumming he's right there in our face at you know I probably eight yards I think is how close the bird was and you know Miles is talking to me and I'm telling him you know get it right on his head and get ready and as the bird struts up to the decoy he jumped on the decoy and spurred the decoy and you know you hear that plastic sound or whatever when they hit the decoy and Miles definitely he almost jumped out of my my lap right then you know because it scared <laughs> him you know it was just a shock to him because he wasn't ready for that and you know he settled back down got beaded on the bird i told him to take the bird he shot and the bird just crumbles and then got right back up i don't know if he shot right over it or whatever and i told him shoot him again shoot him again and boom he shot the bird and and the excitement in that young boy's just his body shaking and in his voice he was so excited to get his first turkey and you know i've i've had some awesome turkey hunts myself you know another one that i can think of was my wife's bird in idaho where a few years ago we went and we called a bird from eight or nine hundred yards away i was like there's no way this bird is coming he came down a ridge flew a giant canyon that would take all of us all day long to walk to the bottom walk to the top of the next side and he flew across to us and my wife got to shoot that bird so my two favorite hunts are my wife's hunt and my little boy's hunt but and those like were great those were great hunts and and you know anytime you get a chance to take a child hunting and you know further our sport you need to jump all over it but for me it goes a little bit further than that because that one turkey and then of course his deer later on probably solidified another vote against the liberals which is great for me um well what about you hagan i think my favorite turkey hunt was last year we went to new mexico and we had the wounded warriors there it's always a pleasure to be around those guys and give back to them every chance that we get and 
we had some really cool hunts. There was a lot of birds that are very active. I think Merriams are probably some of my favorite birds to hunt. They're just, they're dumb, and it's just so much fun. They gobble so much. They're so active and vocal. And it's kind of hard to beat any of that. But after we had finished up with that hunt, I got to go hunt a bird for myself. And just so happened to have snowed six inches that morning. We went into the bottom of a little canyon, and we'd heard some birds gobbling in there the day before. And so we didn't know how it was going to turn out very well with all the snow on the ground and we went and got set up before daylight and sat there for what seemed like 45 minutes and those birds never did fly down off the roost they were still sitting there gobbling every time we'd call back but they never did come off the roost finally it was about eight o'clock that morning and we heard one hen fly down and she walked right by us carried on and those gobblers stayed in the tree for probably another 30 minutes we'd call every little bit to them and they'd gobble answered every time Finally, we started hearing all those birds fly down just up the canyon about 100 yards from us, and we knew surely they were fixing to be coming. Well, we'd had some jakes walk around us at about 60 yards, and it was getting kind of quiet. We weren't sure if all those birds had made it by us or not. And didn't really seem like any of them were coming in, and all of a sudden I heard one drum, and he couldn't have been 15 yards behind me. And I was sitting in there, snow covered on this little cedar tree that I was tucked in, and I, couldn't, I could only see through little pockets, and I couldn't see very well at that. And my decoy was only about six yards from us because we were scared to get out away from the trees because that snow was so white we didn't want those birds to see us sure enough i start seeing this movement and this bird's five yards from me gobbling and drumming and gobbling and drumming he comes and jumps on the decoy and it i mean that was just the coolest thing with with the snow there and as close as that bird was and, and just the anticipation of whether or not or when those birds were going to come off the roost and if they'd come to us it there was a lot of suspense in that hunt, and that's that's probably my most memorable turkey I hunt. I saw the video of that hunt, and it, that was crazy. I tried all morning to get one in the <laughs> snow that morning, and about like normal, it went the other <laughs> way for me. But that was super, super cool. And, Dakota, you ended up taking, uh, was it your little cousin? Yes, sir. <coughs> I, I'm very green on the turkey hunt, and I came into it not knowing a thing. and rode around with Dan and Dustin a couple times, and, learning new things every time we set up on turkeys and I think honestly it's the coolest thing ever so after we were gotten here I went to our grandpa's place in Goliad and set up on a turkey and I'm not knowing anything what I'm doing I hit my mouth call and literally five seconds he comes running in my little cousin's freaking out you know he's strumming he's gobbling in our faces and he shoots him and he's never been so excited and me too for the first time calling in a bird i'm i'm hooked don't we all wish that it would go that way (laughs) well you know i i wish that i could say that my favorite turkey hunt was you know my sons and my wife's like dustin i mean that's probably the most politically correct thing to say and i'm glad his worked out that way but my favorite turkey hunt is hands down we had some clients at mellow creek a few years ago a father and son that had never been turkey hunting and uh, they were good deer hunting clients here, but they'd never been turkey hunting. It was their first turkey hunt. And I found some birds down in the middle of the ranch where two roads kind of make a cross. And I hid the truck, and we snuck through the trees. And I got them set up side by side each other, and I got behind them. And I actually videoed this hunt, and I hit that call, and I heard those, those two birds gobble, and I start looking through the trees. It was maybe five minutes later. I see two blue heads coming through the trees and you know this is a a father and a nine-year-old kid those birds come in they come under the fence and you know I can hear the little boy breathing 
uh, sound like Hagen when the Elks come in. Um, <laughs> and he shoots and he misses. And um, the dad shoots and kills the one gobbler. And then the little boy takes the second shot and uh, kills the other one. It was just so super cool to see that little boy. He started screaming and hollering. And for his dad to be there and get to experience that, you know, their first turkey together and for it to be a double, you know, it wasn't that difficult of a hunt. I've certainly had hunts that required a little bit more skill level and, lo and a lot more patience, but that one worked out really well. But for the first turkey hunt and a father-son duo to get a double, that was pretty dang gratifying for, for me personally. And I guess my favorite personal turkey hunt was an Osceola hunt uh, in Florida several years ago. I text my hunting buddy um, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon that I had heard a gobble and that I was going to start trying to call him. And when I text him that I had shot that bird, it was 5.05. And we had sat there and battled together, that gobbler and I, for over four hours. And, um, you know, when you finally pull one off and you become successful after that long of an argument between me, the hen, and him, the gobbler, it's pretty pretty gratifying. And But every single turkey hunt I, that I do is five minutes after it's over is my new favorite turkey hunt. So... I, I can't wait to make more favorite turkey hunts this year. I'm I'm already ready. And, um, you know, yesterday or day before, we have uh, Coleman running around over in my pasture calling to the birds, of which is going to have to cease and desist here fairly quick because I, I don't need to be educating any birds over in my pasture. Uh, luckily, his yelp sounded more like coyote howls, so we're probably okay. But um, yeah, we're not going to be doing that anymore. But um, if, if he wants to go educate the birds in the east, perfectly fine with me because uh, then Dustin can have to worry about it. But I don't want to have to worry about that in the melon Yeah, pasture. I don't need anybody calling to any of the birds <laughs> until it's time to kill them. Yeah. You know, that's what's cool about turkey hunting is like, you know, you ask what's your favorite turkey hunt. And, you know, I have some deer hunts that I would say weren't real fun, but I don't have any turkey hunts that weren't fun. I don't either. Even the states that I went to last year and I didn't get one. Still had a good time. Yeah, because in North Carolina, you killed a bird on the first morning. I called in 12 jakes over the next three days, and I, I, I wouldn't shoot them, but it was still remarkable. Still the interaction with those birds yeah. and just watching their natural way yeah. that they work and react to everything is just incredible. Yeah, you guys did good in Missouri, and I almost had one in Missouri. Corey Cribb and I were up on the side of a hill, and we had one coming, and he had maybe 50 yards to go to come around a corner for me to have a shot, and uh, he was coming. You could hear the gobbles getting closer and closer and closer. You know, a couple times there, I even turned around and looked back up the hill at Corey and did, you know, yeah, he's coming. Thumbs up. He's on the way, and then somebody shot on another piece of property right across the fence, and uh, that was the end of that. So it's okay, though, because that means this year I get to have a rerun, and supposedly Crib has a uh, giant located. So we're going to go try and see if we can't pull that off and get one. But anyway, we're really excited about the turkey season coming up, and it's always great to see the clients. I'm ready to get out there and find them and be ready for everybody to get here. And we can't forget to thank the guys that help us along the way with uh, Bill Fick Ford getting us all over the United States and providing the trucks that you guys guide out of and um, Grizzly Coolers that keep all our drinks cold and withstand the beating they take in the back of the trucks. And uh, last but certainly not least, big time, 
that provides all the feed for all these deer and for the turkeys for that matter. And um, we really appreciate it, and we appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to this. And until next time, we'll be out there looking for turkeys. You are listening to the Wildlifers Podcast. Go to www.wildlifers.tv to check out more about the Wildlifers and to listen to other podcasts.